Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Roughing the Podcast. As always, you have myself, Devin, and my co-host, Cody Krause, on the line. We are excited to get another episode done, get it recorded, send it out to y'all. Cody, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great. Glad to be back. Getting in the hopefully regular rhythm of putting out putting out podcasts for the listeners. Training uh, training camp starting up. Preseason's right around the corner. Fantasy football draft's going to be starting soon. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting things are happening. Getting closer to the football season. Getting more and more into fantasy season. Like you said, we got training camp going on. Lots of news about that kind of stuff. Um, first and foremost, a uh, bit of news. Chris Carson retired. Um, that came out, what was it, today? that Chris Carson is officially retiring due to neck injury that has kind of been lingering these last couple of years for him. Yeah. I mean, you hate to see it, but necks, I mean, aren't to be played with. Um, you see it time and time again, these guys get these nagging injuries to their necks and they choose to retire relatively early because I mean, you only got one of them and it's really hard to replace if something were to go terribly wrong, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not something that you really want to risk the rest of your life for. Doesn't really seem worth it. Um, had a good career. Um, wasn't, I mean, incredible by any means, but definitely a good football player. Had a lot of fantasy football success. Had a lot of success on the Seahawks in general. So best of luck to him in his retirement. Hope he recovers nicely and doesn't re-injure his neck riding a bike leading us into our next topic of discussion. Minka Fitzpatrick of the Steelers fell off his bike and will begin training camp on the non-football injury list. Definitely one of the weirder things that I've heard um, as of late. Cody, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you feel like there's always just those freak injuries, you know, like whether it's in baseball, a guy hurts himself jumping over the railing, or in football, a guy punches a water cooler and breaks his hand or something stupid like that, you know, just those weird freak injuries that thankfully it's not too serious. Um, but, you know, Dev, back to our previous topic for a second, the Seahawks have had some bad luck with that. And I feel like the last big name in football that we heard something similar happen to was Cam Chancellor. Oh, so they've got, they've got two in a row with injury related kind of, startle retirements because i mean it was expected that he was at least going to try and play this year rashad penny was seen as the starter in general but chris carson wasn't out of the picture or out of the conversation by any means it kind of came out of the blue but i don't i don't know i th i still think it's rashad penny's backfield to lose here yeah i mean i think they maybe saw it coming and that's why they took kenneth walker where they did but um definitely Definitely have some guys that can contribute there, but um, we'll miss Chris Carson's presence in the backfield for sure. Um, but, yeah, just joins the list. We know Cam Chancellor, we said, Johnny Knox, uh, Jermichael Finley, uh, Prince Fielder in the baseball realm. Uh, guys, like I said, just don't want to take chances with their necks, and I don't blame them. So we definitely wish Chris Carson the best, and we'll miss seeing him on the football field on Sundays. Absolutely. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. A guy returning to – the football field on Sundays. Julio Jones signs with the Buccaneers. Devin, what are your thoughts? It's interesting. Um, it definitely hurts Russell Gage. It hurts Russell Gage a lot. And another bit of news that we were going to cover in a little bit, but we'll we'll jump it. Chris Godwin was cleared for training camp. 
they are cautiously optimistic that he's ready for week one. This signing leads me to believe that they are probably going to slow play it with Chris Godwin. The fact that now they've added depth at their receiving room. So they've got Mike Evans, Julio, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. Those are those are some pretty good wide receivers in that on the outside for Tom Brady to pass to. I don't think that all four of them will see the field week one. I, I think mainly Chris Godwin is going to be out. And as we know, Julio has dealt with injuries his entire career. So he, I mean, I I would be surprised if we saw a ton of him in um, preseason in the three games, but he'll have training camp at least to to get up to speed. And Tom Brady, as always, will, will find a way to get the ball to the player he needs to. So I'm interested to see this. I mean, it's better than the Titans, I think. Better for Julio? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, Not I better agree. for the Titans. The Titans lost a, a receiver who's actually really good when he's on the field, but I don't think he really fit in that system. Well, yeah. I mean, it just sucks for them losing both Julio and A.J. Brown, uh, even though Julio didn't necessarily see the field a bunch for them last year. But, uh, yeah, who do you think they put in the slot when when Evans, Julio, and Godwin are all healthy, if that ever happens this year? I would I – would, I would potentially put money on that not happening at all this year. Um, but By when the time all... Godwin is back, Julio will be injured. <laughs> Assuming that doesn't happen, who plays? <laughs> who, who's the slot receiver in that situation? I would, I would personally put Chris in the slot. I mean, you have to, right? I mean, Evans and Julio are both those same outside deep threat jump ball win one on one guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like Godwin's the odd man out there, but yeah, I mean, just adds to. But Godwin uh, also dominates when he's in the slot. So it's just a perfect fit to have those two big-bodied receivers on the outside. And then you're forced to put Godwin on the inside, which is where you want him anyway. Right. I mean, And then you have those three, like you said, they still have uh, Russell Gage, still have Scoot Miller, Tyler Johnson. Um, Brady will have plenty of weapons. Um, and then you still got this that. This is arguably call. the best receiving room in the NFL. I think there's a couple teams that might have something to say about that, but that is, that is um, why I said, are you Cody? But yeah. And you still have that phone call, the Gronkowski looming. But. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Um, we got a few people put on the pup list um, to start training camp. We do need to correct something we mentioned last week. We were talking about Michael Thomas being added on the pup and we stated he was going to miss the first four weeks of the season. We were wrong. We're not perfect. People don't expect us to be. But there is a separate pup list for training camp. So people who are physically unable to play before training camp starts, they're added to that list. That way they're not required to actually practice or anything like that. They can be injured and still make the season as long as they get healthy before then. I want to say, I could be wrong, it's either the start of the season. If they're on the pup list still, then they miss the first four weeks. Or it's the start of preseason. I'm not quite certain which one it is. But either way, Michael Thomas is on the pup list to start training camp. Added to that, we've also got J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens, which is a little bit surprising considering they were kind of expecting him to be ready by week one. And now that's actually looking like it's not the case. It's very questionable whether or not he starts the the season dressed and ready to play. I'm makes me a little bit nervous. I I know the Ravens are going to run the ball a lot this year. Uh, their passing attempts were way up last year, and it's definitely going to come down. They're going to want to start getting that ground and pound 
game again with Lamar as the QB there, but I, I'm nervous to take any share of this backfield in fantasy drafts at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably taking Dobbins if I think the value is right, because I do think he emerges as a very solid option out of that backfield once he's healthy, but I'm not reaching for any of them by any means. Okay, so what's, I mean, what's, um, what's your ideal spot for Dobbins to drop to? Probably not where he's going to drop. Uh, I would make sure that I had my starting lineup more or less filled. I would say I wouldn't take, I wouldn't want him as definitely not as my RB two, ideally not as my RB three. Okay. Cause right now his ADP on sleeper for 12 team leagues is 44.1. So right in the middle of the fourth round. Yeah. I'm probably not taking him there. Yeah. I mean, I would, have, I would want two receivers and two running backs before I grab him. Cause there's, I mean, around him, as running backs, you've got David Montgomery, Brees Jimmy. Hall, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne. I mean, I would take any of those over Dobbins at this point. Yeah, I'm not high. I'm, I mean, Brees Hall and Etienne have not seen the field in the NFL a lot to prove, but I would definitely take Jacobs or Montgomery over Dobbins. Wide receivers in that area, you've got Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore. And oh, Martin Cooper, Michael Pittman. Glad, gladly taking all of those guys over. Him. Yeah, those are all great wide receiver twos to have on your team instead of getting uh, J.K. as your third running back or your second running back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. But it's just like like I mean, the competition for touchdowns on that team is just there's so many tough. Rounds. Yeah. Yep. And then you've got Lamar taking running touchdowns as well. So I, I don't know. Where he's going, you're right. I mean, if it was the sixth round, I would I would definitely consider it because week five on, he's going to be great as long as he recovers from his injury. But where he's at right now in the middle of the fourth, I'm not I'm not going to touch him. Sterling Shepard, also on the pup list, doesn't really matter to me or anybody for as far as I'm concerned. I don't know a lot of people that are considering taking him. I mean, he's probably the third or fourth wide receiver on that team, so... Not super interested in that. Um, other news, Debo and DK um, are both at camp, even though they're both kind of in the middle of contract talks right now. Yeah, I mean, I love to see it. hate to see holdouts. Um, I think that Debo is going to be critically important to Trey Lance's development and that team's success this year. So love to see, especially him. I was really glad mm-hmm. to see that news come out. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of rumors surrounding both of these guys. Um, so glad to see they both uh, kind of, I mean, didn't didn't hold out. We hate holdouts. Holdouts are no good for anybody. The team, the player, and obviously us as fans slash fantasy football players. We don't like to see it. In other 49er news, Kyle Shanahan has officially come out and said it's Trey's time. Um, so this is officially Trey Lance's team. There's, I mean... Jimmy Garoppolo is out of the conversation unless it's as a backup quarterback for this team. Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw that coming. They've been shopping Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Um, they drafted Trey Lance where they did last year for a reason. Um, I think the ceiling's definitely higher. I think that 
I mean, I don't. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo has got, done the bare minimum to get them where he's gotten them, and that's pretty darn good. I mean, they made an NFC Championship game and a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. I Trey Lance is somebody that I have my eyes on. I don't know where his ADP is right now. Let's look. 12-team, sleeper, Trey Lance, ADP, 109 overall. What is that, ninth round? Yeah, that's, that's late ninth, early tenth round. Yeah, I don't see him emerging as like a Jalen Hurts type quarterback here. Um, might take him as a flyer during the I season. Mean, I mean, if but... I if I grab one of these quarterbacks, I mean, middle of the ground. I mean, middle slash high end. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Dak, Wilson, Brady, Stafford. I would take the flyer on Trey Lance at that point. Or if I'm just fading quarterback, Trey Lance is a good option. Derek Carr is a good option. Kirk Cousins is a good option at 125. Yeah, I mean, I'm either taking, I mean, you played with me enough, you know, I either go mid top tier quarterback or I like stream my quarterback on a weekly basis. But um, yeah, definitely don't, I definitely think you make valid points and I would agree. Yeah. Um, next up, we've oh, this one's sad. John Mechie was diagnosed with leukemia. Fortunately for everybody, his family, him, um, it is the most treatable type of leukemia, but it's still obviously cancer. It's still obviously something serious that he is going through. So he will be out this year. Um, hope all is well with him. Wish him luck and a speedy recovery for him. Not for football reasons, but literally just for life reasons. Um, so hope, hope all is, all is going well for him at this point in time. And hopefully he recovers pretty quickly. Yeah. And, um, love to see him, uh, obviously be able to support himself and his family still through that time. Um, but yeah, prayers and best wishes out to him and his family, uh, during what I'm sure will be a, a tough time for a while. Anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Not a whole lot of football implications that that has. I mean, Brandon Cooks was going to get his fair share of targets. Next up, I mean, you've got Nico Collins and Chris Conley are, are their wide receiver two and three. Um, they've got Philip Dorsett on the roster as well. But, I mean, there's there's not a lot of big names there. It's Brandon Cooks and then pretty much no one. Yeah, um, I mean, I think he was looking to see, see the field quite a bit, but... Um get better, take care of himself, get that into remission and come back and Absolutely. probably still have a role on that team. I mean, I don't see that wide receiver room just bolstering itself overnight. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck to you, Mechie. We're, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Um, next, also medical news, Joe Burrow got rid of his appendix. I just, he should be back before the season starts, right? Yeah, I know. I basically put that in there as a joke. Um, you can get rid of your appendix and recover pretty quickly. He should be fine. Um, I'm I'm sure he plays during training camp. I don't think it's a big issue at all. Um, uh, Chris Godwin was cleared for camp. We talked about that. Um, and lastly, for our news, Justin Ross was put on the IR, the wide receiver for the Chiefs. He will not play this year. So he's got an entire year to hopefully recover from his injuries and get back onto the field. Um, 
kind of like a Tyreek Light, Justin Ross is. Super, super successful early on in college, and then later on it kind of just died out as soon as Trevor Lawrence was no longer his quarterback. So I'm interested to see how he plays, but that will be delayed another year, at least. Dev, can we talk about Kyler Murray's independent study addendum to his new contract that we <laughs> talked about last week? I mean, yeah, I mean, you got, you got to put down the controller at some point, Cody. What starting quarterback in the NFL isn't watching film on their own time anyways? Right. Like, I don't to have to be told to watch four hours of film uh, and put down the controller and whatever else you're doing during that time. I, mm-hmm. It makes you question the desire there on his part. Yeah. Incredibly talented player. You would think that he would want to continue to strive to get better and everything like that. But the fact that you're, your team is nervous that you're not watching film on your own time is startling as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, there's literally only 32 spots and you have one of them and you're one of the better ones. You should be watching film every single day. But anyway, Cody, we have top 10 wide receivers this week and I'm excited to get into it. I am blanking on if you started or I started last week. I think you did. Last week we did tight ends. Yes. And I believe I went first. Okay. I'll take it away then. But I would be I would be quite surprised, Dev, if uh we had different number ones here. But let's hear mm-hmm. what you got. Uh Cooper Cup. I look, it is hard for me to see Cooper Cup repeating the same thing. But the fact is, you still have Matthew Stafford, who's an incredible quarterback in the NFL. You're on the Rams, an incredible football team in the NFL, Super Bowl champions. And you lost Robert Woods, who is better than Allen Robinson if Allen Robinson plays the way he played last year. So you downgraded at wide receiver two. You still don't have Odell Beckham on the roster. And even if he is on the roster, he's probably not playing. So Cooper Cup could see a large amount of targets again a large amount of receptions again and just go off and it's completely in the realm of outcomes however the season that you had is hard to repeat especially for matt stafford i mean matt stafford's touchdowns are probably going to decrease and that means less opportunities for cooper cup to get in the end zone so his touchdowns are likely to decrease However, I still think he's got incredible upside. He's got a super high floor, and that's what you're looking for in these top picks. You really want – it's like a safety valve. Like, if you miss on one or two of your top three or four picks, you're done, and that's it. So Cooper Cup, super safe. Obviously, wide receiver one last year. Can't go wrong with him this year. Take him. Yeah, I mean, I echo everything you said. I think that – I think that – Allen Robinson will be a very adequate replacement for Robert Woods. I don't think that that offense has gotten worse. In fact, I think they've gotten better because they added Cam Akers, who I think is the best person that backfield can have in it as far as their options go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, but uh, that just goes to say, I think that he'll stay open. Like you said, can he repeat that amazing season he had last year? Debatable. But he was, other than Debo, who... 
I'm sure I know I'm going to talk about later on in this list, but I'm sure you will too. Um, other than Debo, he was four points per game better than the next guy. Um, so he has room to fall and still be that number one fantasy receiver. I see no reason why he can't. And like you said, Stafford will still feed him. He'll still get his touches. He'll still get his touchdowns. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, number one wide receiver on both of our lists. My number two receiver. This one was tough. I really wanted to go with a guy in a new location, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Um, he has emerged as the replacement to Adam Thielen as the number one option in that offense very clearly. Uh, Cousins is a very um, consistent quarterback. Um, he's in a division with the Lions, who have a relatively weak secondary. The Bears' secondary is still trying to figure themselves out. Uh, that all leads to it. He's a great playmaker. He can uh, make catches down the field. He can make catches over the middle. Um, and I, we both have talked about this offense a bunch and a great offense. The number one option, uh, give me Justin Jefferson at the number two. Yeah, absolutely. I love Justin Jefferson. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of anybody on this Vikings offense at this point. Um, you got your new offense coordinator in Wes Phillips and your new head coach in Kevin O'Connell. This team is going to look different. You're going to have a lot. I mean, it's it's going to be high flying. You're going to have the good rushing game with Dalvin Cook there and Justin Jefferson. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, incredible talent. Great wide receiver just in general. And you've got a steady quarterback in Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball. I think he produces just like he has every other sing every other year in his career. Wide receiver four last year, obviously a safe floor. Love it. Number three, this is where I think we differ, Cody. So you, um, you, agree, you agreed with me with JJ at two? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just clarify. Justin Jefferson at two. Yeah, you're good. Um, my number three, though, um, I'm basing this off of quarterback play. I kind of went with that with the wide receivers. I, I, I want a steady quarterback. And I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs here. Uh, kind of had a down year last year, but a down year for Stefan Diggs is still a top 10 wide receiver. He was the wide receiver eight last year. Great wide receiver. Wide receiver won the year before that. Can't go wrong here. Um, you've got Josh Allen slinging in the ball. And I mean, I, I personally am super feeling super, super safe with Stefan Diggs here. And my number four, I think is going to be somewhat close to your number three, but I like Josh Allen better than my number four quarterback. So I'll go with Diggs at three. Yeah, absolutely. Very fair. Um, again, I feel like this like middle after cup, I mean, there's an argument for a lot of guys in just about any spot here. Um, give me Devonte Adams at four though, or Three, three, sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Adams at three. Um, the dude just commands the ball. He might be the best athlete on this list, if not one of them. Um, mm -hmm. He can exceed in any situation. He stays in that situation with a quarterback who trusts him a lot and will feed him the ball as much as they need to. I think he gets a ton of touches, uh, even though that's an offense with a Darren Waller, a Hunter Renfro. I think he's the number one red zone threat. I think he's the number one deep ball threat. Um, 
in a division where there's going to be a lot of high-scoring football games in that division, mm-hmm. uh, and I just think that that sets him up to rack up, rack up the stats and become uh, stay as a top-tier um, fantasy wide receiver. I know he missed games last year, and that uh, hurt him uh, as far as his overall fantasy ranking. But when he was around, man, his he performed, and I do think that could drop off a little bit. Obviously, the drop from Rodgers to Carr exists, but I think that Carr is a, uh, what's the word, a sustainable quarterback who already has that relationship with Adams built, which I think will help. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree there. Um, who you got it for? Um, I just, I took your number three there um, for a lot of the same reasons that you said. I think mm-hmm. that of the rest of the guys on this list, I like his quarterback the best. Um, and he is clearly the number one. They have a talented offense. Um, I mean, Dalton Knox, Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, those guys are all talented, but Diggs is still the guy. And like mm-hmm. you said, he had a lot of down games last year, but like he's a PPR nightmare because they just give him the ball. Um, the thing is, he doesn't necessarily... Correct me if I'm wrong, Devin. I feel like touchdowns is where he kind of doesn't necessarily see the production that some of these other guys do. Um, he had 10 last year. There, there was only six points separating the wide receivers, six, seven, and eight. And he obviously is on the low end of that. But Mike Evans, Terry Hill, and Diggs were six, seven, and eight in that order. And, I mean, he still had 103 receptions, 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Those are yeah, great I mean, numbers. Yeah, 10 touchdowns is great. I think there's only five or six guys above that um yeah you've got evans at 14 adams at 11 jefferson also had 10 chase had 13 cup had 16 debo only had six receiving touchdowns but he also had eight rushing touchdowns so 14 yeah yeah not a whole lot of people above him with with allen's versatility in the red zone i feel like could hurt Diggs a little bit but which is for a lot of the i mean for for a lot of the same reasons that you said, he's my number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I went the opposite way of you, actually. I have Devontae as my number four, and it's strictly because the surrounding cast of Adams is a little bit better than the surrounding cast of Diggs, and except for the quarterback. The quarterback play is kind of switched there. Um, obviously, Josh Allen is better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr is still great. And I think he's a sustainable quarterback, like you said, and Adams commands the ball. So he's definitely going to see his fair share of targets. So, I mean, you also cannot go wrong. You can't go wrong with any of these guys. I keep saying that. I keep repeating myself, but it's true. Devontae Adams, great wide receiver, number four for me. Number five, I have Jamar Chase. I have seen a lot of people put him in the top three this year. And talent-wise, I could see the argument there. However... I don't see them scoring as many touchdowns as they did last year. Like they went nuts with touchdowns and their offensive line is better, which means they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more than they did last year. Plus you also have, I'm going to preface this. T Higgins is not in my top 10, but he is in my honorable mentions because I think he could be a top 15, top 12 wide receiver. And the fact that you have two of those guys in the top 15, that's going to take away Jamar Chase's share of receptions of targets of touchdowns. There's just more mouths to feed. You've got Joe Mixon. You've got T. Higgins. You've got Joe Burrow, who can. St- he's still a mobile quarterback. He can still run the ball, even without an appendix. 
But I like Jamar Chase. I'll have him at five. I see the upside. Could obviously be up there, but I just don't see... I don't see him getting 13 touchdowns again. I see him more in the nine, 10 range. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's a great call out. Um, so for me at five, I actually changed this today uh, with the, with the news that came out this week. I had to take Debo Samuel here. He is, I mean, I feel like he is the, much better version of the Cordell Patterson that we saw last year, uh, which he was last year. Uh, he runs the ball. He touches the – He's get, he gets his touches in so many ways. He gets his yards in so many ways. He gets his touchdowns in so many ways. You're not going to see any of the other guys on this list, aside from maybe Tyreek Hill a couple times a game, running the football. I just think he's too key of a part in that offense to, um, to not – be a figure here. Um, and I think that Trey Lance will lean on him even more. Um, he was the number two receiver last year. Uh, I feel comfortable putting him at five this year. Uh, I like at, it. At six. Um, at six, I have your five, Jamar Chase. Um, Chase is an interesting cat for me. Because mm-hmm. like you said, he I think he has a ton of talent. And you can't go wrong with them, like you said. But that is a, t- a extremely crowded offense. Yes. You got Joe, Joe Mixon, who, aside from aside from Dalvin Cook, might be the most talented running back of anybody on our wide receiver list team running backs. Um, and you have T. Higgins, who's fringe top ten in a lot of people's minds. You have Tyler Boyd, who might be the best wide receiver three in football. Um, Fair. They, it's just crowded. You could argue Julio Jones for that one, buddy. You definitely could now. Absolutely. <laughs> I would, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about that statement yesterday. Um, <laughs> but Chase fueled off of some huge games last year. Like that mm-hmm. game against Kansas City, he had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. He had two touchdowns against the Steelers. He had two touchdowns against San Francisco. He had two hundred sixty-six yards uh, against Kansas City, Week Sixteen. Yeah, that's almost twenty percent of his total yards. Right. Exactly. Eighteen percent. Exactly. Two hundred yards against Baltimore. One hundred fifty-nine mm. against Green Bay. I mean, that's three games for quick math. Six hundred yards. Yeah, that's that's like forty five percent of his yards. I mean, that's possible to do. I think. I mean, we see guys go for big games all the time, but to do it multiple times, I think he will have big games because it'll just mm-hmm. be kind of a matchup thing in that offense. Whichever receiver they're given the better matchup to, give him the ball endlessly. Right. But I don't like putting a guy much higher than this who is so reliant on these ginormous games. Yeah, absolutely. I I honestly wish that I updated this after I found out Debo was at training camp because I have Debo at six and it was, I mean, we, we made these, I mean, at least I finished mine a few days ago. So it was obviously when Debo is still kind of rumored to not show up to training camp. We didn't know. And now he's, he's with the team. He showed up. He's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. Makes me nervous to put Jamar at five. Um, 
I don't, I'm not going to switch him because this is what I had, but Debo, incredible talent for pretty much every single reason that you stated. Can't go wrong. I'm getting a little controversial here, Cody, um, with my number seven. <laughs> Again, I want to preface this with I went with quarterback play um, that we've seen on an NFL field. Um, I put C.D. Lamb at seven. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Okay, I mean, it's a fair, I, I think it's a fair take. C.D. Lamb is a great wide receiver. He obviously had somewhat of a down year last year, but the Cowboys kind of had a down year last year. There was it was it was a little bit weird with them. Um, but now CD lamb is the absolute alpha in that offense. You've got him out wide. You got Zeke in the backfield and there's not a whole lot of receiving talent behind CD lamb to start the year. Zeke will catch passes out of the backfield. So will Tony Pollard. And then you've got Dalton Schultz and your wide receiver room. It's basically CD and then some mid tier guys that I'm not super excited about. Dak is going to find CD lamb. C.D. Lamb, let me find him on this list. He was obviously pretty low, but he still had 79 receptions. He had 120 targets. I could see that repeating, except I could actually see it going up, like 140 range. He could easily see a 20-target increase, which puts him possibly over 100 receptions. Still had 1,100 yards, and I see him getting more than six touchdowns like he did in 2021. So I see a big uptick for C.D. Lamb this year. I don't see him finishing as the wide receiver 15 or whatever he was last year. I see him somewhere in like the bottom half of the top 10, but I like CD there. I, like I said, I don't mind it. He's not my number seven. Uh, my number seven is a guy. We're going to talk about quarterback play again for a second, <laughs> but my number seven is cheetah Tyreek Hill. Most accurate quarterback in football. According to the cheetah Tyreek Hill. Um, I, I talked to a guy that we both know before this. We won't name names, uh, Stackline. Mitch. But, uh, he had Tyreek as his number three wide receiver. Maybe a Patrick Mahomes is still his quarterback. He's not. Yeah, he's easily um, top five if Patty's still his quarterback. But, but you downgraded Tyre- to Tua. Right. But Tyreek is still going to Tyreek. He's still one of the better athletes in football. Um, still fast as all get out. Um, they will find ways to get him open, whether he'll have the deep ball success that leads to these, the giant games that he tends to have. Um, I don't know, remains to be seen, but, uh, in an offense where Jalen Wild can take some pressure off of him, Mike Gesicki can take some pressure off of him. Um, I think he still puts on a show, uh, and I have him as my number seven. My number eight is your number seven, C.D. Lamb. Uh, a lot of the same reasons you said. Um, Michael Gallup is a question mark early in the season, but Michael Gallup is not Amari Cooper. Um, he, like you said, is the clear number one in that offense. Um, the reason I have him this low, and Dak's quarterback play system, the reason, one of the reasons I have him this low is touchdowns are hard to come by in that offense because Zeke's going to get his. Um, and Dalton Schultz, I think, will also play a role in that. But CD is a talented receiver in a solid offense in a weak pass defense division. Um, so I love CD in the top 10 for sure. I have him at eight. Yeah, I have your number seven at my number eight. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we've been doing a little flip-flop on each other here. I've got Tyreek at eight. Um, Tua's definitely not the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, despite what Tyreek may think. Um, but, I mean, he's still going to, like you said, he's still going to Tyreek. He's still going to do what he does. I, I'm a little bit higher on Chase Edmonds than a lot of people are. I think that they're going to try and build the running game with Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Michelle. You still have Miles Gaskin. And Tua can still run the ball. Tua is still a mobile quarterback. So I think there's going to be a decent a decent chunk of rushing plays that may possibly were passing plays last year. So I think we see a little bit of a decrease there. Um, and you still have Jalen Waddle. You still have Mike Gesicki, who's going to get like three, maybe four touchdowns. Definitely not five. Um, and their <laughs> offensive line is incredible. So why wouldn't you try to hand off the hand off the ball? They've got a great offensive line. Taron Armstead, Liam Eikenberg, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson. Those are great guys. So I, I, I'm in on Tyreek Hill, but not as. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'll be drafting him. I think he's still going to be a good receiver, but I, I'm not going to touch him where he's going right now. And my number nine, I have Mike Evans. Um, Evans is a big red zone target for Tom Brady. Yes, you do have Julio coming back or coming into the offense. You have Russell Gage there. Who's a decent deep threat. And then you have the rumors of Chris Godwin possibly being ready for week one. I don't see Godwin being ready for week one. I see Julio being ready for week one, but not with the connection that Mike and Tom Brady have. So Mike Evans could be a huge red zone threat and get that 16 touchdowns that Cooper cup got last year and top that off with, He's got like five straight 1,000-yard seasons, which is nuts, and I don't see that changing. I think he makes it six or seven or whatever it is. Um, so Mike Evans, I'm I'm in on Mike Evans. Mike Evans is somebody I will be drafting this year in at least one league, so look out. Bro, he's got eight straight 1,000-yard seasons. Okay, he makes let's, it nine let's this not, year. Let's not sell this man short. Right yes, that's, that's absolutely insane. That's nuts but I don't see it changing. Why, why would you bet against that? Oh, you definitely wouldn't. Um, and all the same reasons that you said, he's also my number nine. Um, the one thing that scares me is his boom or bust potential. Um, Fair. Week one last year against Dallas, three catches, 24 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, week six against Philadelphia, two catches, 27 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, week 11 against Indianapolis, three catches, 16 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, week 15 against New Orleans, one catch, 14 yards, no touchdowns. A um, little bit of a boomer bust because Brady is very much, he will exploit that whatever matchup he likes all game, and that leads to some down weeks, uh, which can be unfortunate, especially come playoff time. But due to obviously consistently produces 1,000-yard seasons, He's a huge red zone target, so he still gets his touchdowns. Fourteen of them last year. Um, can you uh, can you repeat the the weeks that um, Mike Evans didn't have a good one? Uh, one. Or okay. What do you what do you classify as good? Uh, I mean, just the down weeks that you said, where it was like a few catches, not very many yards. One week, six. Week, week one, Chris Godwin had nine receptions 105 yards uh -huh. and a touchdown and oh, if I'm, I'm not mistaken Antonio Brown also had a touchdown in that game I'm telling you somebody in that offense is going off it's just a matter of who is it right um, um what else? six uh 
Six might have just been a down week for the Bucks because Godwin was five for five for 43. No touchdowns. Uh, 11? Six for 65 and one. Uh, 14? 10 for 15, no touchdowns. Or 10 for 105, no touchdowns, sorry. Yeah, and like you said, Gronk and Antonio Brown were also in there. Somebody Leonard Fournette had a great year. Yeah, somebody in that offense is going off. It might not always be Mike Evans. So he can't really count on him as like a week-to-week producer, but overall throughout the course of the season, he mm-hmm. will get his. Yeah, just just make sure you have good depth at wide receiver and you'll be fine as a Mike Evans owner. Yeah. Uh, number 10. This was hard. This was hard. This is extremely hard. <laughs> um, man, where do you go? You're struggling. I am struggling. I had like, I have on my list here, I've got like a name slash another name slash another name slash another name because it's like, I really don't know. Um, I got to do it. Give me Keenan Allen as my number 10 wide receiver. Um, he, when he's healthy, which for the most part he is, he's a very consistent guy. Doesn't always get a ton of touchdowns. I feel like more than half the years he's been in the league, he's finished with six touchdowns, and another like three of the years he's finished with eight. Um, so he's like in that six to eight touchdown range, but he is consistently getting over a thousand yards. He's in an offense that is clearly starting to click in that high powered AFC West where there's going to be high scoring games. Um, he's an old reliable. He might not be the big play receiver that like a Mike Williams is in that offense, but um, I think he'll still be a go-to guy for Justin Herbert and put up the numbers that he does to get into the top 10. Yeah, I, I, I love that because I also have Keenan Allen as my number 10. Um, there are definitely some honorable mentions that we're going to go through after this, but like you said, he's never topped eight touchdowns. And he's had two seasons with eight, one of them being his rookie year. And one of them was 2020 where Mike Williams was hurt most of the year. And then other than that, he's had a couple with four. He had one with zero, but he only had one game. And then the rest of them are six. So right in that six to eight touchdowns, average six and a half over the last five seasons. And over the last five seasons, he's topped a thousand yards in every one of them except for 2020. But he only played 14 games and he was only eight yards short of a thousand yards. So it's a safe bet to say Keenan Allen will get six plus touchdowns and 1000 plus yards. And that's what you're looking for in a, in a top 10 wide receiver. That's great. I will take that any day of the week, especially from a guy like Keenan Allen, where you're getting them in the third, fourth round. No problem there for me. Not at all. I love him there. Um, every reason you said, every reason I said, can't go wrong. Honorable mentions, Cody, who did you have? I already mentioned I had T Higgins in there. Yeah, I mean, T. Higgins is in there. A.J. Brown is in there. Uh, D.J. Moore is in there. Uh, hard not to mention Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. Uh, my sleeper for wide receiver is probably Amon Ra. Oh, I went a different route. I went Michael Pittman as my sleeper honorable mention. I wouldn't even call him a sleeper. I would say, he's, I mean. I mean, he's not super sleepery. But what's, his AD, what's his ADP right now? ADP. But, like, he's obviously uh, – sorry, one second. I got pulled up. Wide receiver. Michael Pittman is ADP 51. So, 
Yeah, Fantasy Pros has him at 47. Middle of the fifth round. That's great, especially if he's a possible top, I mean, wide receiver one, and you're getting him in the fifth round. Most wide receiver ones are going in the top two rounds. Maybe yeah, I mean, top three and a half rounds. Like, Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan does well with his receivers. I mean, look at the years that yeah. Julio had. Look at the year that Calvin Ridley had a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, exactly. I I have in, in no one of the best in, right in one of the one of the best rushing offenses in football. I mean, we're giving you reasons, but he just I would say is just not quite as proven as these other guys in a with a new quarterback. Um, but a solid option for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I like him. I mean, he still finished the year with over a thousand yards and six touchdowns, which is literally what we we're just talking about. What makes Keenan Allen so good is that he's consistently over a thousand yards and has six touchdowns. Michael Pittman just did it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take it. 130 targets last year. I, I see that kind of pretty much the same spot with Matt Ryan at quarterback, possibly more than 88 receptions though. Um, Matt Ryan's a little bit better of a quarterback than Carson Wentz. So, you'll probably see an uptick in receptions because the passes are going to be a little more catchable. I like Michael Pittman, Cody. I could, I could see him finishing as a wide receiver one. I'm sure you could too. Obviously I'm, I like Amon Ra, but I'm not super like, I'm not targeting him. If he falls to me, I'll take him, but I'm not going to be like super excited about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, So yeah, if you're looking for, a top 10 wide receiver in your fantasy football league. Devin and I agree that in some order, Mm -hmm. there's 10 guys that qualify. Yeah. We, we literally our number one and two are the same. Our number nine and 10 are the same. And then two or three, four, five, six, and seven, eight are all just flipped. Yeah. I think the wide receiver picture is pretty clear cut. A lot of wide receiver twos like that could make some noise this year. I mean, we talked about, I like them. We talked about T Higgins. Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, uh, Marquise Brown with Hopkins being out at first. I'm Alan also Ru- curious what your thoughts are. So Brandon Cooks has been a super steady receiver in the NFL for a long time. He's great, and he's going to get his fair share of targets. Why are we not talking about DK Metcalf the same way we're talking about Brandon Cooks? Uh, because Tyler Lockett's still there. That's fair. I just I still think that DK is going to get a large chunk of those targets, um, especially being as big bodied as he is with Drew Locke at quarterback or whoever the heck who else is behind him. Who's with him? Uh, Gino. Yes, Gino Smith or Drew Locke. I I think DK is just a huge target for them to go after. So I I don't know. I could see him like obviously I don't see him as a wide receiver one, but he could easily be a top tier wide receiver two. And in, in my mind, as long as everything breaks right for him, but we shall see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cody, uh, I heard, I heard you did a good job of not looking at rankings in Madden 23 uh, for quarterbacks this last week. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was hauling it pretty close last week, but you asked me not to this week. So I stayed off Twitter seemed like Twitter was where a lot of the Madden talk was mm-hmm. happening. So I stayed off of there for the most part and did not look. But I'm I don't know, actually I like impressed I f- because I texted you literally the next day and said, hey, they released the quarterback ranking. I know. That was not and, nice on your part. 
and you held it together. You didn't look. So now we get to quiz you, and I'm excited where where you put some of these guys or who you think is in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I feel like there's just you're good. You have the rankings pulled up. I do. All right. Um, I feel like there's some of these guys that are just locks, and we've seen yep. we've seen a historical perspective I've seen in other position groups. So I mean, I have a hard time not believing that. Uh, I mean, and they probably should be. I mean, they were both MVP finalists, but uh, I feel like Rodgers and Brady are both in there, obviously, somewhere. Brady is one, 97 overall. Rodgers is two, 96 overall. Interesting. They they downgrade the MVP, the back-to-back MVP for mm-hmm. Brady. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, Mahomes is probably in there. Number three, 95 overall. Uh-huh. Uh Josh Allen. Number four, ninety-two overall. Justin Herbert. Number seven, eighty-eight overall. Okay, so I skipped five and six. You did. Okay. Um a lot of this is based off rankings, and I know Lamar's speed and agility is good. I bet Lamar sneaks in the bottom side of this list. Number eight, eighty-seven overall. Oh, number eight for Lamar. Yeah, his uh, speed is 96, and his acceleration is 96 as well. And his agility is 95, so that definitely uh, bumps him up quite a bit. Okay. Hmm. So you've oh, got five, duh. six, nine, and ten left. All the hype that he got last year, he's in that offense that we talked about so much these last few weeks. Uh, Joe Burr. Joe Burrow, number five, 90 overall. He is the last quarterback with a 90-plus overall ranking. So the three young guys, Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, and then the two old parts? Yep. Two old parts still reigning on top, though. Yeah, um, they are. All right, so I I need six and then nine and ten. Uh, yep, six, nine, ten. All right. Um, honestly, I think an argument should be made that Kirk Cousins should be a top ten quarterback in Madden, but he's not, and neither is Justin Fields, and neither is Jared Goff. So it's not anybody in the NFC North, NFC East. Hold on. Kirk Cousins is 16 overall. Really? With an 80 rating. Man, I feel mm-hmm. like that's not, not giving that man enough I credit. I would agree with you. Um, all right, NFC East. Not Daniel Jones. Not Carson Wentz. Uh, Giants, Commanders. Jalen Hurts would be an interesting one. He, I feel like he should be below Kirk Cousins, but he's probably above Kirk Cousins, but he's not in the top 10. Oh. Jalen Hurts is 24. Oh, okay, good. I'm I think not, he's I'm, better than 24. I agree. I would agree with that statement. They have Tua and Teddy Bridgewater above him. Ouch. And Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Okay. Underrating Jalen Hurts there. Um, but I think he's overrated elsewhere uh Dak Dak is an interesting one 
Dak, we're gonna six overall, eighty nine. Don't tell me that. I didn't officially I guess. I thought you Dak. were officially guessing him. No, I was you mentioned not. his name. I got you. Nine six and ten. Overall. Nine and ten are left. South. It's not Jameis. It's not Baker or Sam Darnold. Lord help me. Um, Brady. It is Sam Darnold, number ten. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, it's not. It's it's not, it's, it's not Brady, and it's not. Uh, who else is in that division? Panther. Oh, Marcus Mariota. What's Marcus Mariota? Please tell me he's about thirty-four. Uh, Mariota is. Oh gosh, where the heck is he? Thirty-one. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> um, I I will uh say there is a couple starting QBs that are not in the top thirty-two. Um, Daniel Jones is one of them. He is hit thirty-four, and then the first Steelers quarterback on the list is behind Malik Willis. Ouch. Mitch Trubisky, sixty-nine overall rating, along with Malik Willis. Interesting. So they gave and Willis, Desmond Ritter. A, Willis and Ritter a higher rating than Kenny Pickett. Jacoby Brissett is a higher rating than Trubisky and Pickett. Oh, okay. So I'm perfect so far, even though you gave me Dak Prescott. I'm gonna I keep that, Dak Prescott. I'm going to keep going here. Kyler Murray. I'm going to go ahead and say he is not in the top 10. He's number 12 overall, 84. Really? Really, really. I feel like, again, we're in a what-have-you-done-for-me sport and not a ranking system and not a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately ranking system. Um, yeah. uh, NFC West, Seahawks, no. Uh, Stafford, probably about mid-pack. Uh, Kyler, and it's not Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. AFC, West, Carr, no mid pack. Mahomes, we talked about. Herbert, we talked about. Russ, I can see him being. We haven't said eleven yet. I can see him being about the eleventh guy. Uh, North, it's not Pittsburgh. We said <laughs> L- Lamar, Joe Burrow, and um, the Browns. Deshaun Watson probably didn't crack it just because he hasn't played. East, not Zach Wilson, not Mac Jones. Talked about Josh Allen and. Not Tua South, not Lawrence, not Matt Ryan. Uh, although with the historical helping him, maybe he gets higher than he should be, but um, not Tannehill and not Davis Mills. West, Carr, Herbert, Mahomes. Oh. All right, so I've said that 9 and 10, and I have to figure out who they are. Russ. Is that your guess? Russ is a locked-in answer, yes. Okay, Russell Wilson is number 9, 87 overall. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson. Number 11, 84 overall. Tied with Kyler. Who am I missing, Dev? I don't know, Cody. I'm just happy you didn't go 10 for 10. Uh, 
You know what? I. Hmm. Can I get like a hint or something? I'm just like blanking here. Mm, you've mentioned his name already. And I mentioned a quarterback on every team in the NFL so far. You said he was probably middle of the pack. Oh, my boy. They're finally getting his recognition. Matthew Stafford? Matt Stafford. Number 10. 85 overall. Good for him. I agree. And I'm not going to take too much. Um, I'm not going to be too offended by Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett's rating. Because last year, I, if I'm not mistaken, like Madden 21... Madden 22, Matt Stafford's rating was, like, just god-awful. It was not good. It was, like, 60s to 70s area, probably, like, 73 or something like that, which kind of kind of a disgrace, Madden. Get it together. It's Matt Stafford. He's great. It's obviously top 10 quarterback, and he's finally finally gotten it. He had to go out and win a Super Bowl for them to be like, yeah, you're the 10th best. Speaking of quarterback rankings... Next week, we will give you our fantasy quarterback rankings, and we will see how different those are from these Madden rankings. have a feeling there's going to be some differences there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at a fantasy pros ranking right now of quarterbacks. They have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback 12. That's an interesting one. We'll discuss fantasy outlook on quarterbacks next week. Uh, yes, looking forward to it. In the meantime... Stay happy, stay healthy. Dev, what can they do to support our pod? You can like it, subscribe to it, turn on notifications for it, leave a review, send us an email. Um, Honestly, whatever you normally do for a podcast that you like, do it for ours. Because we assume that you like it if you're listening to it. Keep listening. We appreciate all the support. We love doing this. We want to keep doing it. Um Honestly, we don't care if anybody's listening. We're just having a good time with this. And um, if you are listening, we hope you are too. Absolutely, guys. Um, As always, I will leave you with some wisdom. This one comes from Gandhi. Oh, not for me this week. Dang it. There are seven things that will destroy us. Seven? Wealth without work. Pleasure without conscience. Knowledge without character. Politics without principle, science without humanity, business without ethics, and a week without roughing the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. It's crazy that Gandhi listens to our podcast, man. I love it. All right, everybody. Have a good one.